Hey, 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 welcome to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. Welcome back, y'all. Like, welcome. I just, I'm so excited to be back. It's been a couple weeks. I will be fully transparent with you and say that I wanted to record a pod for last Friday, but I was in a shitty mood and I cannot bring that shitty energy to my listeners. I refuse. I had to go take a, an adult nap because I had an adult temper tantrum and sometimes you just got to put yourself to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm here and I'm back and I know that I have missed so much. I mean, Teresa's wedding, but listen, the DMs were rolling. We were going for it. I was there like, <laughs> so if you were with me, you know, we were just throwing things back and forth and I love that. I love it. I love my vibe tribe. Y'all, I just, I can't, I just, I can't say that enough. Um, but Teresa's wedding, I missed, uh, a bunch of announcements, uh, with like, you know, housewives, Bravo, all that stuff that's going on, but I'm here now. And, uh, we have a jam-packed show. Well, somewhat, I will say first and four, I'm not going to be going over married to med this episode and, or Southern charm, because at the time of me recording this, I haven't even seen Southern charm yet. So I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, I will be talking about mainly Atlanta and Beverly Hills, and I will be gliding over Dubai, gliding over. I just want to say a couple of bullet points for there. It's it's getting good. If you don't watch Dubai, I feel like I honestly at the point, I just don't care. I can't talk you guys into it, and I'm not going to. I just know that I've stuck with it, and last night's episode was like amazing. Or Wednesday night's episode was amazing. So it was one for the books, to be honest. But I'm not going to talk about that yet. Let's first and foremost, let's go to the good vibes portion of the pod, right? Um, I don't have anything for you, but this is what I'm going to say. We are rolling into back to, back to school season and I'm here for you. I know that they, we have a, I have a lot of vendors that are out there that I'm connected to through both my personal and through my um, Vibe with Vic pod uh, Instagram. So if you have anything, like if you have sales going on, if you need me to get it out there, I also know I have a lot of teachers who listen. So if you want me to get the word out, let me know. I will be more vocal on my handles like forward like forward facing front facing forward facing what do you call it I just feel like I've been talking so much business lately that I don't even I can't even get words right right um but you just let me know I will be on the handles I will shout you out not only on the pod but I will do it on my Instagram I've been actually more vocal on that lately so let me know I will help you out the vibe tribe you guys are amazing I love you all um, so slide in my DMs, uh, both my personal, if you know it, and in the Vibe with Vic pod IG. And if you have my number, call me. All right, let's uh, roll into the pop culture vibe. So, okay, this week's been dry, a little bit, a little bit dry. Um, like I mentioned, Teresa got married a couple weeks ago. It's been a couple weeks now or a week and a half or something like that. Her hair was hideous, y'all, just hideous. I mean, when I tell you the leaning tower of a pizza was on top of her head, it was on top of her head. Like, I just want her to know that her daughters don't love her 
Because if my mother was getting remarried and she wanted to bring back the 80s with that hairstyle, I would have been like, girl, no, that's not the move. All right. That's not the move. She paid $10,000 for the leaning tower of Pisa on the top of her damn head. That shit looks horrible. Not to mention her wedding cake look horrible. Heard she was rude to the vendors too. Like, eh. listen, Teresa's going to be bankrupt in a couple of years. And I'm going to say that now. And a lot of you are like, she loves love. Let her be in love. She didn't sign a prenup and he is a thief. Allegedly. Okay. He's a thief. You didn't sign a prenup. Tell your girls to say bye-bye to all that money. They're about to be broke. Um, but so, yeah, okay, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, in the pop culture vibe, the biggest news of the week, I know when I first started this podcast, my one of my bonus episodes was about Love is Blind. So you guys know what I was <laughs> going to say now. We've heard it. We've seen it. We're here. Ayana and Jarrett from season two announced they will be getting a divorce. Are we surprised? Because I'm not. If y'all didn't see this coming, then we didn't watch the same season. Because if you remember, Jarrett was like hardcore into Mallory. Hardcore. He literally told Ayana that she was his number two. She was his second option. Let me tell you. Tell me I'm your second. Tell me I'm your second option. Okay. And I will throw you to the peace sign so quickly. But in that, she decided to go with it. Jared is for the streets. Leave him there. Take him out to trash. I never liked him in the first place. He was just talking that shit. And she fell for it. She was like, oh my God. At the end of the day, they're getting divorced. She's going to move on. She's going to find herself a king. Okay? She's like, we're, we're on the mutual page. Of course you're on mutual. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like took out his phone and he called Mallory right away. He's like, girl, I'm going to get a divorce. I wonder, I want to know. And when the truth comes out, I will follow up with you guys. <laughs> I will. I definitely will. All right. So next up, let's talk about show updates. Now I've been on my Love Island kick Love Island USA. I have never seen Love Island UK. I am told that I need to watch. But right now I am really involved and enthralled with Love Island USA. My love is so damn deep for that show. Okay? I just get so connected to the cast members. It's sickening. It's sick. Okay? The full moon had me in this like emotional roller coaster. Like I cried twice this past weekend at an <laughs> at an episode. I know I laugh at it because I think it's crazy right now, but at the moment I was like really into it. Like can you imagine yourself watching a movie and you just get so involved in it, your tears just start running down your face like I had Bounty right next to me, and it was like my best friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So between the full moon, my cycle, and crying two times at Love Island, I was in my feelings. I wanted someone to sedate me, and there was nobody to sedate me. You remember Christina in Grey's Anatomy when she just kept on crying? She was just, just unstopped, like just nonstop crying. And she was like, somebody please sedate me. I was almost to that level. 
Like, it was insane. But I will say this. When I watch these thirst trapping reality TV shows like Love Island and Temptation Island, I judge these contestants on kissability, the ability to kiss. And I'll say, Jesse on Love Island, he is gorgeous. Okay, like his eyes are. <sighs> I'll get, he can get lost. I'll get lost in his eyes. He has, uh, he's so good looking. He wears these hoochie daddy shorts on 10. Just at the, oof, so good looking. But this dude can't kiss worth a damn, okay? Like, which means I don't want any part of him, okay? I don't want any part. If you don't know how to kiss, I don't want any part of you, all right? I'm done. I'm done with the hot and bothered portion of the pod. If you can't kiss, here's your pink slip and exit stage left. See ya, bye. Can't do it. Um, so now for the more wholesome part of the the pod. <laughs> the show updates, I should say. Um, for all my HDTV watchers on Netflix, they have a show called Instant Dream Home in which they remodel a house in 12 hours. I don't necessarily believe that really happens in 12 hours. I can see people say cut and then turn it back on the next day but whatever let's go with it I've been watching I'm halfway done I'm on for the ride uh the one girl named Daniela from or Danielle from um Orange is the New Black she's the host she's giving me life and so these houses are different how things happen within these houses is amazing to watch but I would say on a scale of a one to ten 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. It's a solid 6. I'd say to give, give it a watch. It's kind of wholesome. You can clean your house while you're watching it. Okay? Um, last weekend, I watched a three-part true crime documentary called I Just Killed My Dad. It was good. I'm going to give nothing away. Um, but all I'm going to say is watch the whole thing and your perception and perspective will change by the end of it it's kind it's a fucked up story it's a real fucked up story it will have you rewinding to hear like did i just hear that did did she just say that like it literally makes you think but it's three parts so it doesn't drain you and i think every single part is a little over an hour so not that bad not that bad um, <clears throat> I'm still watching the Lincoln lawyer. I know it's very good. Uh, it's one of those things that like another one that you have to pay attention to. So when I'm not in the attention span to watch it, I can't watch it. So it's like my soul roll. I'll get it slow roll. I can't really speak today, but we're just rolling with it. Right. Um, so I'm just rolling with the Lincoln lawyer. Right. Uh, also, I got tapped. I know the Indian matchmaker is back on. I saw season one. I binged season one when it first came out. I have not tapped into season two and I will. I heard it's more spicier than season one and you all know I love me some spice. Not in my food, but definitely in my TV. So I will be watching and I will report back. All right, let's move forward. I got nothing for you for the rant of the week. I mean, 
I try to dig deep on any rants, but there is nothing this week. I have been pretty low-key. I've been to the gym. I've been letting the dolphins work for me. Y'all know that. My arch nemesis in the gym. He still hates me. He actually like looked at me the other day and I didn't even look at him because we don't have any beef. Okay, like if you're not on my cardio machine, we don't have beef. But if you're on my cardio machine, because it's my cardio machine, right? Like I go to Lifetime. It's my cardio machine. I paid for it. Um, <laughs> it's my cardio machine at 6 o'clock in the morning. And if he's on it, I will burn a hole through his soul. And that's what I'll say. So we have this thing that's going on between us. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I, I honestly think he did time. And so I'm kind of like riding that wave right there. Cause sometimes he looks at me a little bit like it's this weird. Um, but I'm just, we're just rolling with it. I really shouldn't assume anything. I just get that feeling and I'm trusting my gut. So I'm going to shut the fuck up and move on. All right. So that is it for the front half of the pod. When I come back, I am going to recap and rant about Housewives. Atlanta first. Stay tuned. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Let's get into it. They're still in Jamaica, everybody. It's been an explosive Jamaica trip. They can't sit at dinner without screaming at each other. I mean, Marlo's doing a lot this season. She's doing too much. She's acting like she needs to make an impact on us. And I feel like you don't need to. And the reason why you don't need to is because you've been here for eight years already. The only change is that you got a damn peach, girl. Like, her and Candy going back and forth. Actually, Marlo coming for Candy and Todd. And it's just doing a lot. It's just doing a little bit too much for me. So I don't blame it when Candy's like, I'm done with her. Like, you come for mine, I'm done. And Candy's serious. And Marlo said, she even stated, she's like, I want Candy to work for her paycheck. She's been kind of just sliding by. And a lot of people would agree with that. But my whole thing is this. Andy has certain housewives in his back pocket. He has his favorites. Candy is one of his favorites. You are not. You just got your peach. Don't do anything to get that peach taken away from you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just, it's doing too much. Candy's going to be here, whether you guys like it or not. If Phaedra came back, Candy would leave or do, or would she? That's the real question I want to know. Would she leave? Would Andy do that to her? There's a lot of things that I want to know about ATL, about present housewives and about past housewives. Like, side note, not to get off track here, but I do want to know, what are those videos that Nini has, those recordings? I want to hear it. I need to hear it. Are we looking at Andy thinking he's pretty cool? Let me tell you something. Andy's cool to a point. Does Andy need to step down and somebody else actually be the host of the reunions? Thousand percent. Okay. That's how I feel about it. But that's just not how it's rolling right now. And if Phaedra came back and I don't know, like she didn't really want to talk about it on Ultimate Girls Trip. 
Could she talk about it? She most likely could talk about the whole situation. She's choosing not to talk about what happened between her and Candy. Anyways, back to the episode. So Sonia plans this like excursion to the track from her hometown in Kingston, Jamaica for the group. And they are waiting for Kenya. Like Kenya has no respect for other people's time or plans. But if it was her plans, her like um, event, she would be pissed. And those are that's one of the things I can't stand about her this season. Like, okay, we get it. You and Mark are not together anymore. You are trying to put mend your heart back together. Like he tore you apart. I didn't like seeing that. I love seeing fun Kenya right but at the end of the day don't be disrespectful to other people's events on purpose it's she's just doing too much and then to get upset when people leave you I would have left you too girl come late people were waiting for you for 20 minutes and you still didn't like text somebody or say you're coming rude um on the same thing when Drew was talking about Sonia's um her being an Olympics and her being a track star and stuff. This is Sonia's first season. Let her be. If she brings this energy to the second season, that's a different story. But Drew, you got the weakest ankles uh, in the state of Georgia because you can't run. You can't do much. And uh, yeah, I'm just not impressed. But don't call for Sonia. She's, this is her first season. She's just trying to get her... She's trying to dip her toe into this pool. Is she doing a good job of it? She's doing all right. I'll give her that. She's doing all right. She just don't know who her real friends are. And when it gets to the reunion, I'm pretty sure that the energy is going to be a little bit different towards some of the ladies. And I'm actually interested to see it. She's kind of growing on me. She is about her business. She always explains to people she's on time. And she doesn't really understand who she's really dealing with sometimes. But she's learning. She's definitely learning. Um, Not to revert back to Marlo and Candy having an argument and everything. But I do appreciate Candy being like, girl, shut the fuck up. Because the way you talked about me and mine. And now you want to apologize like it ain't nothing. But then you want to slip a bitch in there. Like, a couple of bitches in there tell me that I need to be grow up and stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to go on candy with this one. I'm sorry, Marlo, but no, not fam. Um, not so much. Of course, they're going to have another dinner. They can't get through a dinner for this this trip. It's day three, almost four for them being on the trip. And uh, they like to be disrespectful to Sonia. And I really do appreciate her husband standing up. What he will say next episode... I have no idea. He's cool for now, but that's it. So yeah, uh, I will say this. Uh, I really wish Sheree would stop doubting herself when it comes to her clothing line. I am rooting for Sheree in this clothing line. We've been waiting for years. What has it been like 10 Seriously, it's been a good moment and she just keeps doubting herself and it's just like, girl, just drop the clothing line. See if people actually like it and then go from there. She just doubts herself too much and it's just sad to kind of see because she could have been making a good amount of money with that clothing line all this time. We still don't know where half her money comes from. And I know everybody's questioning. I'm questioning it. 
I don't know if you're questioning it. I'm questioning it. But yeah. Okay. That's it for me for, for Atlanta. Let's move on to, I'm going to slide over Dubai. And I'm just going to say this episode was good. When I tell you that Stanberry had a trip for the girls and Ayan made Stanberry cry. And that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Stanberry cried. Stanberry is an ice queen. She doesn't cry. And she was crying this episode. And that's all I'm going to say. I told you I was going to glide over it. I'm going to take a break because Beverly Hills is going to take a lot out of me. I'm about to go in on them bitches. (laughs) So stay tuned. Listen, I've been calm, cool, and collected this whole episode. I have been low-key. But now it's time to roll up my sleeves and take off these earrings. Because these bitches made me want to fight. The Fox Force 5 are a bunch of bitches starting with Erica. Oh, by the way, we're talking about Beverly Hills. Anything and everything you that she said, that Erica said to Garcelle, has been said by Rena towards Erica. But she doesn't like the way that Garcelle delivered the message. Excuse me? You simple bitch. Okay, so we're going to run back from that. I'm going to go. I'm going to push. I just need to get that one off my chest. But don't you worry, Grasshopper. We're going to get back to that in <laughs> shortly. Let's first start off with Crystal. When Crystal addresses her eating disorder and Kyle, who suffered from ED, to question her about seeing the right person, and then Erica had the nerve to say, get some help and put it to bed. You raggedy bitch. And as if it's that easy, I've never dealt with an eating disorder It don't seem like it's easy. Even if you go talk to somebody, it's a process. So to have these people sit up there and question Crystal, it didn't even come like we really care about you. It's coming like, girl, get over your issue so we can like move forward. Thank God she has a husband that like fully supports her, tells her to like not to feel like she mentioned how she felt pressured from the ladies and I was like thank god he was like don't worry about them worry about you and that's exactly what she needed to hear so I was like you know what kudos Rob kudos y'all have it they have a cute relationship I really believe in that guy so I was really upset about that being also that Erica did mention that she takes laxatives to like so the bitch has issues herself with how she deals with her health and you have the nerve to talk to somebody else about how they need to get over let's not even I will get to the point we talk about her drinking that simple bitch um okay so the friend with liability that was the beginning of the episode and it definitely ended with the episode right so Sutton was right Erica gets so fired up when people mention her and her being a liability she is a liability I mean 
if you weren't a liability, why would you get that fired up about that? Sutton was the only person last season that basically said, hey, I want to make sure that I'm safe. I want to make sure that I'm not going to uh, be a person of interest when it comes to your legal troubles because Sutton is sitting on stacks. Sutton Strack is sitting on stacks. You feel me? Okay. Anyways, this was like the, the whole episode was basically this. Erica says something. Either Rena comes in and defends her or Dorito sits over here and defends her. And when Dorit defends people, it's like, <sighs> I feel like it's a reach. I feel like she wants to, when she's sitting with the person, for example, when she was sitting with Garcelle and they were talking about Erica, she sounded like, oh, okay, we're having this conversation. Did you feel like you were concerned? Okay. Fast forward that to the disco party when she's talking about it with Erica and like the whole group. And she's like, she starts saying it in a different way than it actually happened. That's the part what makes me want to be like, bitch. If you don't remember how this ha actually happened, then you need to be quiet. Like you literally need to shut the fuck up. I didn't like her in this episode <laughs> at all. Like at all. Okay. Um, let's move forward. So you have Sutton's bringing up the friend with liability thing. Erica gets fired up. Dorito steps in for her defense. I'm like so fucking tired of these hoes. And then you got Lick Lipper Diana decides to bring Garcelle into the conversation. Bitch, she's so damn exhausting and I'm so happy. Garcelle snapped back at her in the moment and in her confessional. Nobody was worried about you, Diana. Nobody has been worried about you. Nobody fucking cares about you. You are a one and done. If she makes it to second season, my Twitter handle will be on fire. <laughs> if y'all think that Brandy blocked me, Diana will block me. Because, listen, I'm coming for her. I'm coming. Um, and then we have Renna. Mrs. Soap Actress, you know, she comes through with her fake-ass wisdom, you know, the way Rena comes at for Garcelle all the time is unwarranted and unnecessary, like her whole come from love after she screamed at Sutton, like girl, but you know what she'll do, she'll blame, she'll blame her grief, because that's what she's been doing, you guys, I'm so angry, like give me grace because my mother died, no, 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 no. We all realize that she is going through it because her mother was a, a, a very big staple in her life and we have paid our respects to Lois. But bitch, you cannot, cannot blame every single asshole thing you do on the fact that your mother passed away. You can't do it. The shit gets so tired, right? So tired. Um, so that whole, like, remember they were at a dinner or the charity thing, the homeless, toothless, toothless, homeless thing. We'll get to that too. So let's move forward. It's the, the following morning. This is after like Kathy goes over to Crystal's house and, um, 
this I feel like this this is the Kathy I like she seemed like she was um what do they call it lucid <laughs> wow like <laughs> lucid she seemed, she gave some really good wisdom to Crystal which was amazing but she also has this expectation that when she comes over to somebody's house that they should have like a spread out for her which I'm like girl <laughs> You really think that you're supposed to have our charcuterie board spread for you because you're coming over? Like you want me, you're going to eat all the food on the board? Girl, get your life together. It, it, it comes off a little elitist to me, if you ask me. But if that's the thing that they do in Beverly Hills, then I guess that's the thing they should do. Um, let's move forward. It's Kyle's birthday. Happy birthday, Kyle. Yeah, she got some roller skates, so she talks about her past again. She's actually a really good roller skater. Uh, she roller skates better than I can. Can y'all roller skate? Do y'all remember Roller Garden, Skateland, Cheapskate? I remember those. And I still wish I could roller skate better, but Kyle can roller skate. I, I dig it. Her daughter is engaged, and uh, they will be having a wedding I don't know what it is. Okay, I hate to be this person that critiques how like people look, and I shouldn't do it, but I remember Fair's hair being a lot thicker than what it was, and I felt bad for saying that, but uh, I don't even know. It's just really weird. It's just weird. So let's go back. So Kyle is having dinner with her family, and she gets the roller skates, and then Dorito gets the roller skates. Now, you guys know, side note, there is a rumor out there that Mauricio and Dorito are having an affair. Do we believe that? I really want to know if you guys believe it. I don't know. The blinds are just so different. I feel like in this case, I kind of just want to sit back and watch it unfold because people have been showing like previews and pictures and and things that it, it's just odd. I would be devastated for Kyle if that actually happened. But I also think that Kyle's and Mauricio are in an open relationship. But they're not saying it. I actually feel like they're swingers. And I don't know if I've said that before. But I know that I've mentioned it to a couple people um, that I talked to about housewives. So if you guys let me know how you feel, that would be great to see if we're on the same page, paragraph, line, and word. Okay. Anyways, let's move forward. Um, Renna and Erica are not the greatest pair to be together. Renna gets Erica all fired up. Literally. Like, I wish Renna would stop lying, saying she likes Sutton, because she really doesn't, and it shows. But she sure does know how to stroke the fuck out of Erica's ego, and it's just disgusting to watch. Do I think that their friendship is genuine? I think Ren is going to do anything possible not to talk about her life. And if that means friending somebody to use them to stay on the show to pay for their second or third or fourth mortgage, then she's going to do so. I said it and I don't even give a fuck. Like I'm coming for Renna this episode because her behavior has been so fucked up the last five episodes. It hasn't really been that many, but she was pretty silent in the beginning of the season and now all of a sudden I'm like oh she's exhausting anyways we move forward Kyle and Sutton they meet for dinner and 
Another side note, there's another rumor out there that Sutton's an alcoholic. Do we believe it? They said that she drinks grapefruit vodkas all day long. All day. So they're saying that she's an alcoholic. Do you guys think that she is? Like, I look at Sutton and I know that she kind of has a... Do we want to say that her body's frail? Like, she has chicken legs. Should we realize that? But I don't know. Like, I don't think that she would fumble the bag, even though that she already, Sutton Strack, has a stack. Do you think that she would actually put her, put her reputation on the line coming on this show to be exposed? Is that even a question when other people come on the show and get exposed for being scammers? I know. I know. I know. Going too far, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm out of control. Um, but yeah, they have a conversation. Of course, the whole thing comes out about liability. I feel like Sutton's a really good person when she wants to talk to people one-on-one, but when she gets into the group, she can't really convey what she really wants to say, and it sucks because she could spit fire and shut people the fuck up, and I want that to come out again. I want her to make Rena, Erica... And whoever else comes for her, quiet. I just want her to shut them down. All right? Shut them down. Um, PK's daughter, real cute. She has that little English accent. Love it. When she yells at her father uh, about, like, supporting her mother, here for it. Okay? Here for it. So that was the front half of the show. The second half of the show is where the the drama starts really happening. I feel like they started with drama. They kind of like sailed a little bit, you know. They The waves weren't really going. And then they had Rena's disco party. Okay. Who noticed how many times Rena was like repeating, I need a bartender, I need a bartender, I need a bartender. It was annoying as fuck. And I was like, girl, can you chill the fuck out with the bartender? They will obviously have a bartender. She was like, I don't do the party planning. Okay, but you hired somebody to do the party planning. And if you hired that person who had the bar, then there will be a bartender. Like the party hadn't even started yet and she was going nuts. Like sometimes I watch and see how these people treat. Like staff or any type of any type of person in the service industry and sometimes it makes me angry partly because I used to be in the service industry still am a little bit but you should never be disrespectful for them you know what I mean like fuck it just makes me so mad sometimes I just feel like Dorit and Kyle they had a photo booth right in the beginning of the disco party they all showed up they went into the photo booth to take a picture and Dorit and Kyle yelled at Sutton about their hair. And I felt like that, that all that energy right there was kind of like unwarranted. Like you, you're all trying to cram into a photo. I get that your hair takes a lot, but like, don't yell at Sutton like that. You guys are purposely yelling at Sutton. You're, you guys are doing like this mean girl type shit and it's, I can't. All they ever are, a bunch of them, there's just some following ass bitches. That's what they are. I can't stand it. Can't stand it. Right? 
So this is the beginning before they, the real drama happens. They're all sitting around on the couch and Kyle brings up the Aspen convo. So Lip Liquor Diana says that she's staying in a hotel. Bye, bitch. No one cares. But thank you for knowing you're very demanding. AKA, you want to do your booger candy without anybody looking at you. Booger candy is cocaine, you guys. <laughs> she does something, okay? Something, allegedly. Because I don't need to be sued, okay? Um, And then she has a conversation. Everybody's going to Aspen. That's where, like, the real, real drama is coming. But, of course, they've had drama ebb and flow this whole season they're still all sitting on the couch and then Kathy mentions a conversation between herself and her husband about being careful and I found that I found that very peculiar do you guys want to know why Kathy hasn't been accused of she's been accused of saying something racially motivated or whatever that's not happening until Aspen so I I find it funny that she brought this up at this time prior to the trip. I caught that. Didn't anybody else catch that? I'm not quite sure. Next, Kyle like puts her producer hat on and leans into Sutton to ask her like how she feels. And Kathy's like leans in to ask Kyle, like, hey, are we going out tonight? And Kyle's just mean to her. She goes, she just doesn't even answer the question. She basically looks at Kathy and she goes, let her finish her story. Like let Sutton, Sutton hadn't even really started the story yet. You could have just answered your sister Kathy's question and then you could have kept it pushing, but no, you decided to be a bitch. So why? I want to know why. Why is there always strife in the Kathy, Kyle, Kim relationship? between the Kathy and Kyle relationship right now, why is there always some strain in it? Is it because Kyle's a bitch? Or is it because Kathy's a bitch? I can't figure it out. But they're both, they I, they both can be bitches. And to each other, right? I don't know. She just kind of, she was rude. I don't feel like she should have been rude to Kathy at that moment. But we do get a glimpse of their, why their relationship is so such on a roller coaster though. So anyways, Kyle goes back. She starts reverts back to talking to Sutton. And then she cues Erica because, you know, Kyle's fucking messy. We all realize that. The reason why half of these arguments have happened this season is because of Kyle. She is the bone collector. She is the person who likes to play the producer. She does a pretty good job of it because it does stir up a lot of conversations. So I'm going to give her that. But sometimes I just wish, like, she would shut the fuck up. <laughs> And this was one of the times. So, again, guess what we're talking about, everybody? The liability conversation. Yep, it's brought the fuck back up. Are we exhausted? Because I'm exhausted. Like, honestly. The fact that it's okay for the Fox Force 5 to stand up for, for their circle. But when Garcelle stands up for Sutton, it's a big deal. Dorit does what she does best and steps into what? She always has to put her two cents into some shit. And I'm like, sometimes you just need to just step back and just watch the drama. But I get it. We all understand 
what is a part of the formula here? If you don't say something, then you might get pieced out. But Dorit has a pretty hefty bill by the tax IRS that she needs to pay for. So, of course, like she's going to open her mouth and say something. I would say this. The whole toothless homeless foundation came up, which I felt it was funny. I was laughing. I don't know about you guys. I thought it was funny. If it, it's it's homeless, not toothless. But people kept on calling it toothless, not homeless. But did you notice how Kyle said the foundation's name wrong and Erica said nothing? But when Kathy said something, uh, she pointed out how offensive it was. Erica pointed out how offensive it was. It's not equal. But you know what's funny? What's not funny, Erica? Stealing victims' money, you simple hoe. That's not funny. That's offensive. But what do you do? You continue to do it because you don't want to give up your diamond rings. You guys have to take a step back. Get really heated when it happens with that. Um, in these moments when we're talking about the liability and stuff, I need Sutton to gather herself and tear these bitches apart because they're making her look weak as fuck on a consistent basis. And I don't know the rumor about her being an alcoholic, the fact that she can't gather her thoughts. Sometimes it does have me thinking, or you could be in an argument and you just don't do well in arguments, right? I see both sides of it. Do I think that Sutton would actually put her reputation on the line and, and be an alcoholic? There are functioning alcoholics out there. She could be a functioning alcoholic. I don't think she would though. I just don't think that she would. But you either like Sutton or you don't like Sutton. So I would be really interested in hearing how y'all feel about Sutton Strack sitting on stacks. I know I've said it too many times, right? But I just, I love it. I love that name for her. So let's get back to it. So Erica, she thinks she's spitting fire about her like narrative of her drinking problem. And it's wild to me how she brought it up knowing Rena pulled her to the side and had a mini intervention with her. But somehow it wasn't the same when Garcelle mentioned it to her. I told you guys in the beginning of when me when I'm recapping this, I this had me hot around the collar. And like, is anybody noticing something? How Erica came into the season trying to make everyone deflect from her issues with sex but 16 episodes later, we're circling the drain talking about this simple bitch. All she wants to talk about is herself. You mix meds and alcohol and everyone thought you were getting out of hand except Kyle, who likes you drunk, not sober. Like, is she just... I think this is what I really think. I think Erica is upset at the fact that her bank account don't look the same as it used to. Number fucking one. She can't live the same way that she used to. She can't move the same way that she wants to. And she's upset about it. Not to mention she's trying to save face. And she's trying to build her empire with her with her hair extensions that look... Ugh. She didn't call the right people across the pond to make her wefts. Because they look terrible. Okay, and you're talking about somebody that wears weave sometimes. Those wefts didn't look good at all. You got to try next time, girl. 
And not to mention, how many white folks are really doing sew-ins these days? Not many. They're doing other shit. They ain't doing sew-ins. And I don't even know what the fuck you call them. K-tips K or something like that. Something like that. I ain't got to worry about it because I ain't got white hair. Okay? But <laughs> they look like trash. For Erica. She's the coldest bitch out of all of them. She is just so cold and I can't stand her. I, don't, I wonder how many times I've called people bitches or bitch in this episode, but it's been a lot. I told you guys I was encumbering with the fire. But here's my thing. Like, Erica, she wanted a moment. And she's using Garcelle every chance that she can get. Because this topic of her narrative was bullshit. Garcelle was concerned. And Erica doesn't like that. Because if Erica were to let Garcelle in in her inner circle, she knows damn well Garcelle would check the fuck out of her. And she's not ready for that fire. Not at all. So what do you do? You friend Renna or Renna friends you because y'all need to save each other. Erica doesn't make, she, Erica doesn't? No, Erica does make herself look bad. She has a lot of lawsuits, like a lot, like millions of dollars. And she's worried about her narrative. Bitch, you created your narrative and now the shit is in the slowest burning flame. And thank you for allowing us to watch because I'm enjoying every moment of it. I want to see her lie and cry. And when the truth is really exposed, we've only gotten a glimpse. Trust. I want to see the Fox Force 5 dissolve and try to dig themselves out of that hole. Especially Rena's so-called grieving ass. I'm fucking tired of Rena. I'm so exhausted of her. Because if you guys didn't notice, and I've mentioned it before, nobody's really talking about Rena's family. We're not really talking about her shit. We're talking about everybody else's shit but her own. We've brought up Lois. We know she's passed away. We're not talking about Rena's marriage. That's off limits. We're not talking about her daughters because they fucking hate her. We're not talking about any of that. So just low-key notice what she's doing. She's playing chess with a checker mind. Girl, I, I'm over here just speaking facts. <laughs> I'm out of control, you guys. I know I am. And I'm almost done. So the whole don't be Kyle when Dorito was recalling that aspect of it. It's just like you're trying really hard, Dorit, and it's just not working for you. Okay? I'm going to need you to just move to the side, sit quietly, quietly, and watch everybody else argue. Let me just tell you something. And I'm going to end with this. Erica's a cold ass bitch and she's turning Renna into a cold ass bitch and I can see both of them hoes get their walking paper soon so they can both walk their cold ass selves into the sunset of the desert it makes no sense you guys because you can't be cold in the desert right but it just makes sense because they're they're just ice queens inside like well Erica is Renna wants to cry. And honestly, let me just revert back because I just need to say this. There were no tears when she was sitting at the table in the previous episode. And she was like, I'm just grieving. So where were the tears? I need to see eyes wet. There was no eyes wet. Kathy's eyes were more wet than Renna's eyes. Okay. It was a lot. And... The drama continues next week because next week they're going to Aspen and I can't wait. So in saying that, you guys, like that's all.
and I'm back and I'm happy and I'm so glad that you're here with me. This was a week, but I hope y'all enjoyed vibing with me. Like, make sure to tell your friends, Love Reality TV, and Random Ish to hop on the vibe with Vic Train. And if you haven't already, leave a rating on either Apple or Spotify's platform. Either way, I appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay classy. Cheers. Thank you.